0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another Coaching Friday episode. I am so glad the first episode went down really well last week. You guys seemed to really enjoy it. A lot of you reached out and said it was really interesting and fun and refreshing to hear me in coaching mode because it is very different to an interview when I'm just chatting with you like I am now. This week I am chatting with Anila and Anila works in e-commerce for a fitness brand and she is plotting and planning and considering a career change. She wants to take the leap and quit her job, move on to starting her own business in this case as a personal trainer if you are considering a career change starting your own business maybe you want to change companies get a promotion and you're really just focused on your career and what the next steps might be for you like Anila is in this episode then I would love you to explore one-to-one coaching, I think it's such a fantastic way to invest in yourself, invest in your personal growth and the thing with coaching, it's not just emotional support, it's a perfect blend, whatever blend fits you, of practical and emotional. So not only can we dig into your fears and any confidence issues mindset issues that are holding you back around taking this next step for yourself but of course it's all about setting goals in place for you, writing down that plan of action, making it real, like making your goals and dreams a reality in the world and supporting you and cheerleading you through to taking each next step and I'm literally there, Every step of the way, whilst we're working together, I'm there to celebrate your wins, I'm there to pick you up when you're feeling down and of course, even if you did quote unquote fail, I'm there to pick you back up again and remind you of your power, remind you of what is within your control and support you to get back on your feet and get going. This is a huge passion of mine, helping women find their passion and purpose And it's not something that's overnight, which is why I love my six month package, because one of my clients spent probably the first like three or four months together, um, just learning more about herself, just digging into her values, you know, doing the journal exercises that I've shared, really just thinking about her life and what's important to her and where she sees herself in the next five, 10, 15, 20 years and then once we were 4 months in she felt confident and able to make that decision and take she was in the right place mentally to put the steps in place to start a business and when we finished working together she said i've wanted to do this for ye- i've wanted to do this for years kat and this is the fur- the furthest i've ever got and that's the thing that I love the most about coaching, the accountability and the support. If any of this resonates with you, I would invite you to book in a free 30-minute discovery session with me. We'll dive into more of your story like we have with Anila here and we can really determine whether coaching is a good fit for you and I can answer any questions you might have. We can get to know each other and I can support you, because that is what I am put on this earth to do, I feel. Helping women worldwide put themselves first and achieve their goals. Get in touch today. I will pop links in the show notes for you to do so, and I cannot wait to hear from you. So listen, make notes, (laughs) and enjoy this conversation. Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I am with Anila. Say hello, darling. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on to chat with me. Before we dive in to the coaching... Um, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about where you're currently at?
1: Sure. So my name's Anila. Um, I currently live in Chelmsford, Essex, uh, but I work in London. So I work with an e-commerce for an activewear brand. Um, uh, I'm 25 years old and I'm currently at a stage in my life where I'm looking to make a career change after probably having experienced a quarter life crisis, most like I think a lot of people my age are um, currently. So yeah, I'm currently in the process of um, getting my personal trainer qualification. So I've already done my level two gym instructor qualification and I'm now about to finish off my personal trainer qualification to sort of take that next step within my career of really working becoming self-employed and um yeah working for myself rather than for someone else and sort of leaving that nine-to-five life behind
0: me cool amazing stuff really exciting so so fitness is a passion of yours then yeah so it
1: has been for it sort of always has been so I've worked within sports before I've competed in bikini fitness before uh sort of fitness and health and nutrition has always been a big part of my life but so has fashion as well so I've always tried to work within fashion and then pursue my fitness interest outside of work and then now I feel like I'm sort of changing that and leaving fashion behind and moving into the world of fitness instead I think.
0: So exciting and you're you're already taking steps so so you feel like personal training is where you want to be working for yourself is what you want to be doing long term.
1: I definitely feel like working for myself is what I want to be doing. Um, I'm not 100% sure yet on if personal training is the correct um, step for me. I think it is as of now, but I'm really interested in nutrition as well. And I am taking after my, my personal training course, I'm also doing my level four nutrition qualification as well to become a nutritional advisor. But I feel like I want to explore the whole world within PTing, um, nutritional advising to see what fits me the best. And I don't really want to eliminate anything as of now, sort of, if that makes sense.
0: It does. And that's such a great position to be in, to just be doing it. Because I think some people would think, oh, well, I'm not sure whether I want to be a PT, so... Does that mean I should just stay where I am and not do anything?
1: <laughs> and yeah. I think
0: that that's where you get stuck, isn't it? So I think it's great that you're saying, you know, f- for now this is this feels right. I'm gonna go ahead and do this, and then keep my options open and see where it takes me. Yeah, but basically, because what, what all I know is.
1: I know what I don't want to be doing anymore. And that's what I've felt for a long time. I know what I don't want to do. I've, I've basically done it for the past five years since coming out of uni. And now I need to just try something else and be really open to it, really. Yeah. So what is it that
0: you're struggling with then?
1: So what I'm struggling with is sort of the transition. So I'm going to be, if everything goes to plan, I'll be qualified as of um, next end of next month. Um, so it's coming up pretty quickly so it's about a month left now before my last exam and um, I'm just really terrified if if I'm completely honest just because it's something I've been looking forward to for a while now just to sort of be qualified and test and see what's out there for me but taking that leap is sort of really really terrifying because i don't know how i should go about it i i don't know if i should basically take the leap and just quit my job once i'm qualified and start working at a gym or if i should um see if i can work part-time at my current job while i start try and make a transition into pting or if I should still stay at my current job, and get my nutritional qualification, and then see where I'm at. I'm just—I I feel like I have a lot of options, and because I'm such a planner, I, I always want to go with the most sensible plan. But I'm just a bit terrified of what's to come and what to do about it. Really.
0: Yeah. So it's about it's about making the right decision for you, which yeah. isn't always the most obvious decision to make Mm. I think especially with a career change it's one of those situations where other people looking in especially family members or whoever might might say oh well why would you why would you do that or they'll question your decision or they'll say oh well just do you know what's going to make you the most money or what's going to be most sensible on paper and it sounds Mm. like you have a ten you said you have a tendency to do that yourself I'm totally yeah, like that yeah. too by the way Yeah, yeah. Um, but in this situation it is about your gut feeling and what is what feels right for you so I'm going to get you to do a little exercise so you've given three sort of potential options mm-hmm. so walk me through each one and then I want you to actually close your eyes and think about that happening and tell me how you feel okay (laughs) all right um so So the first one
1: um so the first one is me um leaving so as of end of november me basically handing in my notice i'm on one month's notice um handing in my notice basically start looking for jobs within different gyms I know I've, I've had a look already just to see what's out there but basically start applying for that as soon as I hand my notice in and my thinking behind that is that I need to get experience within on gym floors basically meet new people meet new clients um and I think it's good in terms of timing as well because then you can sort of optimize on the peak period within sort of fitness which is obviously around the new year so by then I will already have had some experience but then obviously that a lot of gyms get a lot of clients during January um so that's my thinking behind the first option how the does second,
0: that what does the how does that make you feel you know potentially quitting your job and that, getting a, a new full-time position at a gym it's
1: it's very so I'm excited about it and the only sort of thing that would be holding me back is sort of financials behind it and it's more that I don't because gyms work so differently depending on which gym do you go to some pay, some ask you to pay rent where some just charge you based on the PT hours that you do with clients. So it's more just giving up that really stable income that I have currently and taking a full on leap into that work that I haven't really, that I don't really know what to expect anything of. Whereas this job I've been in for about five years, I know exactly what to expect when I walk in on a Monday, for example, it's just, it's the financial stability and also yeah the the stable income that I would be potentially giving up as well
0: yeah yeah so that so there's a lot there's positive and negative emotion and in, in that decision then isn't there so yeah. so the middle ground option which is dropping yeah. down your hours at work what does yeah. that look like is that a possibility for you have you thought about that and thought, how does yeah. that one make you feel
1: yeah, so I have thought about it, um, and I haven't discussed it with my work currently. They're aware of the fact that I'm getting my PT qualifications, and they're very supportive of that, which is great. Um, and it's something that would if it would make, from a planning perspective, uh, it makes sense to sort of go for that option in a way. My only other concern would then be, sort of living a double life where I don't think I'll be good at my old job and I don't know if I would be able to excel at my new job if I'm trying to juggle both things at the same time um and if if I would would I need to be working six to possibly seven days a week to try and manage both is sort of my thinking behind that mm-hmm. um yeah but from a planning perspective it's it makes sense to sort of go for that option because I would still have some of the financial stability from my old job while getting experience from um, becoming a PT.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. that feels so that feels like a safer option.
1: It feels like yeah, a safer option, not as much change in one go as well. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, it's not a complete change overnight, whereas the first option would be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And finally, the third option. Yeah, and
1: then the third option is me staying at my job until I get my last two qualifications, which are in GP referral and then nutrition. And um, I wouldn't, I think, be finish with those until probably end of January, but maybe around beginning or yeah, around January is when I'd be finished with those. So it would be enough. in that case, I'd probably stay at my job, do that get those last qualifications in and then either cut down my hours and start working at a gym or as a nutritional advisor or, um, handed my notice so again it's depending on if I want to wait another month on those two or if I want to keep studying while working part-time in my current job and working part-time within a gym if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah so thinking about all three then Mm. what what jumps out to you if let's take everything off the table like if you couldn't fail if money wasn't even even a consideration <laughs> what <laughs> jumps out to you as your you know the, the option that you want to do the most that, that feels like the most exciting and expansive for you the most exciting one is 100 percent
1: the first one 100 percent. okay yeah
0: so that was the f- so that's the first part of what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. I just think so often we don't even explore the options that are in front of us and how we feel about them too mm. because quite a lot of the time when we're scared we let we're making fear based decisions mm-hmm. which is where we get stuck in a rut or we feel you know like we can't jump out of our comfort zone and of of course you'll know that's so important when it comes to growing a business and changing your career so I just I just think even acknowledging acknowledging how you feel about what's in front of you is is a really important check-in so of course money you know is is a consideration and I think when it comes to this scenario there's no one-size-fits-all. Yeah. A huge part of it is our, our relationship and our, you know, feelings and comfortability, if that's even a word, about money. So I think in an ideal world, we would all just, you know, take the leap and quit our job. and But for some of us, A, that isn't practical. Mm. I don't know whether... You have um, any like other cushion or support? I don't know whether you split bills with someone or whether you have. You know, I obviously don't know your personal financial situation, yeah. and I'm not going to ask yeah. you to share that. Yeah, but I do think that massively comes into it. Like if you if you have certain responsibilities and you have to you have to make that 50% of the bills, or you have to, you know, your you're the only one relying on yourself. You don't have anyone, maybe you don't have anyone in your life who you could turn to and say, I need a bit of help with this. I think all that kind of stuff is worth considering when it comes to this decision. Mm. Um,
1: I don't mind sharing at all. So I live with uh, my boyfriend. We both um, share a flat together, pay 50% of the bills. Um, And I have been planning on this for a while so there is a cushion as well um, that's good I I've been saving up for it's more that I haven't because I haven't known what my ultimate goal is if it's to just take the leap and hand in my notice within a month or if it's to cut down my hours I've, I've just been saving as and when I go so I I wouldn't know for example if it's if if I've saved enough for six months or if it's for three months for example just because of i don't know what my ultimate goal is yet okay okay
0: Okay. that's interesting
1: but there is is a cushion um but there's also that 50 percent responsibility that that needs to be met each each month
0: okay that's good to know so everyone everyone feels differently about money and i think some people tend some people find that that sort of taking the leap and putting themselves in a situation where they're under pressure and they need to they need to get going otherwise the bills aren't going to be paid Mm. for some people they completely thrive in that environment for some other people they would absolutely crumble and be a mess if they were in that situation because the pressure and the stress and the worry of the p- potentially not being able to pay the bills can stunt some people's creativity and motivation and all the things that you need when you're starting a business mm. to get, to get going and to get your first clients. Mm. So I think knowing, being really self-aware with where you sit on that scale, if you're at one extreme or the other, or you're somewhere in the middle um, that will be really helpful to to go through so what com- what's coming up for you there like what are you thinking in relation to that
1: um, for me it's the um, first one that I I tend to work well under pressure and I tend to get motivated to basically get the work done to meet my goal so I'm very uh, yeah I work well under that sort of pressure um, obviously there is always an extreme and um, but I, yeah, I would. I, I sort of tend to get really motivated under the, those sort of circumstances.
0: Okay, that's really interesting. So, uh, yeah. so to mir- so to mirror back what you said. So I said, if money, if every if nothing was, you know, a worry or a consideration, and you just wanted to go with the most exciting option to you, it would be to to quit and just go for it full time yeah and then you've also said that you are the type of person who thrives under pressure and in that in in that environment potentially yeah if to, to pull uh, the rug from under yourself in in a sense <laughs> yeah yes I mean it like I said there's always like
1: you can always get to, to a point where it gets too much but I think as long as it's as it feels motivational I think yeah I do really thrive under those circumstances
0: yeah cool what do you what what do you think about that then I
1: mean it's hearing it from you it sort of sounds like the the next steps are almost to get my qualification done and then almost take the leap it's just again it's I don't know I think I'm just scared of I'm, ter- I'm terrified of, I think, what's to come just because it's so new and I've never had my own business and PTing is, even though you are employed at a gym, you also have your own business on the side uh, where you're trying to recruit clients, for example. And it's just, because it's such a, a completely different world to what I'm used to, it's just, it's so overwhelming and I think that's what's holding me back slightly as well. Yeah yeah
0: and going back to what you said about not having a clear goal Mm. I think that could come into that in terms of helping you feel on top of a bit of a plan of action Mm. next steps and things in place that are going to support you through that Mm. because (laughs) that's if you want to work for yourself Mm. that's that feeling like get used to that feeling because it's not going away (laughs) like you're always going to find things that you just don't have a clue essentially what what you don't have a clue what to do you've never done it before what is coming up for you in terms of what are you struggling with in terms of you know how to actually how to actually grow this business and how to get started
1: I think it's everything it's I think it's sort of knowing where do I even begin so I know my plan of action is already to um look at jobs getting it start getting interviews in um and then once from once I take it from there I'll have to sort of start either setting up my own website start looking at advertising or social media everything really it's just it's, it's It all just feels very overwhelming and I don't know where is the best place to start. Obviously, getting some form of employment at a gym is where to start, but then the steps after that in terms of generating income, I don't know where, yeah, what the best plan of action is. Um, and I don't know if there's a correct answer for that either because I know everyone does it differently, so yeah it's just I I guess it's just the feeling of being overwhelmed in terms of where do I even start
0: yeah yeah I I totally get that and I think in modern business you know so so much there's almost too many options sometimes Mm. so it's it's not it's not that the options aren't there for the taking it's being really strict and disciplined with what is the next step which is I feel like I always am going on about what's the next step let's get the next step in place Mm. but I think that's the only way you can get going and keep moving forward without Mm. getting so overwhelmed that you just don't do anything Mm. so so you get so let's say you find you know the perfect gym you get the job you're on the gym floor yeah what what needs to happen next for you to start making some money
1: um so the next step for me is to get some clients so for me it'll be about sort of just um walking around the gym floor speaking to people asking sort of what their goals are with their fitness um it'll also be about outside of the gym uh, just speaking to friends um and family and seeing what uh, if if they're interested in any PT sessions, I'm also very very open to doing um, plans online. Um, so I'll be looking at just contacting sort of my my net my network and just seeing if anyone is interested in obviously probably discounted plans to be to start off with. But then yeah, just seeing I think getting some practice in would be really really helpful for me as well. Just in getting some. Genuine feedback from friends and family would be really good as well. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: What's your What's your current role at this company? You're in marketing.
1: No, so I'm in e-commerce.
0: Okay, so you're dealing with like what What are your like What's your skill set? You
1: so my skill set is basically um, analyzing sales, um, pushing um, whatever products that are selling at the moment. Um, basically uploading it to the website then managing what the website looks like making sure it's commercial for the customer to optimize on sales basically
0: okay cool yeah so so you already have a lot of knowledge and skills in terms of understanding what someone wants understanding how to communicate it to them Mm. and I think don't underestimate like what you've learned in your current role Mm. when it comes to the, you know the market research that you've just shared so mm. going out and asking those questions and then mirroring that back to to your clients and mm-hmm. giving like asking people what they want and then giving it them I think it people can over complicate it but it's so it's so simple it's as simple as that and considering you're not sure what to do next mm. like you've just given me <laughs> some really good concrete to do's that you can be holding yourself accountable to like every day and every week
1: oh thank you <laughs> so it, it, I guess yeah it, it's, it's when someone relays it back to you that's when you sort of realize that I, I may even have a plan of action in place I just d- didn't know it yet I, I guess
0: yeah because if if your worry is giving up this regular income and going into something completely new then the solution to that is of course to replace that income or work to start replacing it yeah and to put steps in place you know knowledge development research networking events to fill in the gaps in terms of what is outside of your comfort zone? What's new to you? What's a challenge? Yeah. In, and then you'll turn around in six months. And if you've set those goals in place and kept yourself accountable, you'll look back, in, you know, in 2020 and think, wow, I can't believe I was, I've only just started this and mm. I've already, I've already done X, Y, and Z and I've got X number of clients or whatever it might be yeah so I think it's sometimes it's just say either saying it out loud to someone else like we have now yeah or writing it down I don't know how you work best in terms of planning ahead but
1: yeah for me it's always writing it down because otherwise it just doesn't exist yeah
0: yeah Uh, I'm I'm exactly the same and I think sometimes when stuff is in your head for so long it we have a habit of keeping it in there yeah and then when you're feeling overwhelmed and saying, Oh, I'm not sure what I'd even do. sometimes all you need to do is write those steps down and see it in front of you and think, okay, I actually do. I actually do know what I'm doing here. And Mm. I actually, I I do know what the next step is. Yeah. It's just making it, when you write it down, it's making it real, isn't it? And it's making it a part of, a part of your to-do list and a part of your week.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: That all makes sense to me, really. Yeah. And I think in terms of long-term goals, mm. every, everyone is really different and it sounds like you're in a good place feeling really open to however it unfolds. Is that Would you say that's right? Um, n- not 100%
1: because I feel like I'm still very... Scared of failure um, and I'm, I know that I'm willing to make this change for myself but I also can't help thinking what if it doesn't work out but I think that's I think that's normal for someone who's about to make a, a huge change in their life but yeah what if it doesn't work out what what do I do and um, again being such a planner I just I'll think ahead for a month, but then I'll think ahead for the next six months, and I'll think, "What? Yeah, six months from now, what if it hasn't worked out? What do I do then?" Um, that's something that's sort of holding me back as well, slightly. Not, I, I'm not willing to like give in to the fear, but it's it's something that is in the back of my mind all the time.
0: Yeah, I to I totally get that, and and you're not alone. I think when you're working for yourself it's just it's just you yeah so I was just saying this on another coaching call before this. when you're self-employed you have to make it your full-time job to be like your own personal hype man mm. <laughs> because otherwise that the fear of failure will stop will will hold you back from taking those next steps even if it's something as silly seemingly silly as posting on instagram hey i'm taking on new clients at this gym come and work with me
1: yeah
0: but it but it will like because if if you're letting that the potential that it's going to fail hold you back then you're not going to move forward anyway which is the real which is the really you know shitty like negative cycle about it yeah and we've all like we've all been there and there will definitely be times where that where that comes up but I think it's choosing to believe that the opposite is also possible Mm. so yes failure whatever that looks like is you know it could happen but equally on the flip side it could you could have completely changed your life by this time next year and that acknowledging that that is also a possibility for you
1: Exactly, and for me, it's also, I guess, reminding myself that being where I am right now in a year's time is not a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah, whether it's for the better or for the worse, it's just I'm I, I don't want to be where I'm at currently because I'm not happy. So I need to do whatever I can to sort of move forward and do something about it, rather than being where I'm at. I feel.
0: Yeah, and I think as as scary as the fear of failure or the fear of rejection or whatever other fears come up when we're doing something new mm. if the fear of staying where you're at is is bigger than that like let that be the driving force that's pushing you forward and even if, if that fear comes up one day I think it's acknowledging it and thinking okay okay I'm procrastinating today because Mm. if I'm honest I'm actually really scared to go on Instagram and ask people to work with me or I'm really scared to send that email to all of my network asking if they know anyone who wants a personal trainer yeah but what's the alternative not doing it and staying where I'm at and that's that's really scary too so I'm gonna You're right. yeah
1: (laughs) completely agree
0: (laughs) yeah Mm. so what where do we go from here what do you what do you think in, in ref, you know yeah. reflecting on everything we spoke about I know like this is a mini session so we've kind of yeah. jumped we've jumped around a lot to different things yeah. that I would probably talk to you about individually for like an hour yeah but how do you feel reflected on everything you've shared
1: I feel that I need to like As soon as possible, probably after I finish work today, I need to just write down what my plan of action is, what I want to do in the next sort of three months going forward, in the next six months going forward. And then I think I just, even like my business plan, I think I just need to get everything down on paper just so I have it there rather than everything just being floating around in my my mind. Um, and just feeling overwhelmed overwhelmed about it. Um, In terms of timings, I still, I mean, I I won't be able to really do much until I'm qualified. So that is still something I'm tied to in terms of end of November. But um, I'll still continue to look on job postings, probably even, I mean, I could technically even apply saying I will be qualified by this time. Would you be able to? accept my application um but yeah I think it's just putting everything down on paper and I think even possibly even reminding myself and maybe even writing affirmations about failure knowing that it's it's okay to feel the way I'm feeling about failure
0: I love that so my next question was going to be how are you gonna support yourself and be that like hype professional hype man that I said that I mentioned before yeah to to get yourself through this period where you're doing something huge and you take you make you're deciding to make a big change in your life
1: Mm. um yeah no so it'll be yeah writing the affirmations on failure I think I need to maybe even reading a book on failure would be helpful I'd say um just making it to me making it more acceptable and including it as a possibility of what's to come but just embracing it a bit more than I currently am because currently it's just scaring me and I, I'm sort of trying to just avoid all those thoughts that are
0: going in my going through in my mind. Um, yeah yeah I'm gonna i'm seeing as you love writing like me mm. um, i'm gonna send you some journal prompts after we get off the call okay. But i'm gonna quickly like share them just so if anyone listening wants to do it too so my my business coach when i first like worked with someone a few years ago shared this with me and i've heard it shared multiple times since and it's so helpful in this scenario where you're worrying so much about failing or the worst case scenario that it's holding you back so (laughs) I want you to write down on paper what the worst case scenario is (laughs) and I know it's it's not very nice but Mm. I think being fully aware of what failure looks like because it's a very it's a very subjective term isn't it yeah I think acknowledging what true failure would actually look like for you so let's say you know I quit my job I get this new position at the or you know maybe you can't even get a position at the gym maybe Mm. no one will hire you okay so (laughs) so you've you've not got a job yeah but okay so that's an option maybe another option would be you get a job at the gym and no one wants to talk to you and you never get any clients and then yeah. you have to go and get another job. <laughs> and I think getting really deep down to the nitty gritty and acknowledging, a, you know the the true likelihood of that happening, and B, mm. what you would actually do if that happened. So A, is it you know is it really is it really really likely that you're going to get a job at a gym? And not one single person in the gym isn't going to want to at least have, you know, a free taster session with you. Yeah, exactly. No, no it's not likely whatsoever. Yeah. And you're in London. So, you know, never getting any clients if you're a PT in London, mm. that's probably unlikely. <laughs> mm. So I think really defining what, what the worst case scenario is but then imagining that is that is the reality and that has happened how how would you act what would you do if that happened what would you get up tomorrow and do to get out of that situation because the chances are even if you fail quote unquote fail mm. that's not that's not the end it's not like oh, I've got no clients, I've clearly failed, this didn't work, I'm going to go back to my old job. <laughs> you know, there are, there, are, uh, there is always options. There are always options available to you. There mm. are always things you can do and you've already got the skills, you've already got the knowledge and you've already got the passion there mm. to have steps in place that, you, yeah, if I haven't got any new clients this month, okay that's not great but what am I going to do about it and that's gonna I think that's gonna happen in business like there are going to be quiet months there are going to be times where things aren't working yeah but it's it's getting practical I think and acknowledging it and thinking okay this is this is happening but what is in my control to move through this situation
1: yeah I think yeah that sounds really good um so coming up with a sort of failure plan of action as well then (laughs) basically
0: it's not even just that it's because that I think when you when you write all that down Mm. and you actually think about it from from a rational mindset and face it yeah failure isn't like isn't even it isn't the end of the world and it's not it's not even necessarily an awful thing that that you're never going to recover from Mm. because there's all like there's always something you can do to get out of that situation Mm. and even then you know there's always steps you can put in place to support yourself with that whether that's you know your savings cushion like you've said yeah or like you know you've got loved like you've got loved ones around you, like you're never gonna you're never gonna be homeless, like you're never gonna yeah. you're never gonna not be able to pay your bills or not be able to feed yourself. So it's really really defining what failure is and thinking even if I did quote unquote fail, I've not on paper, reading it back to yourself, you've not actually failed. You've just stumbled across you know um, a rougher month or a quieter month but that's that's gonna happen in business Mm. Mm. and even then before like it even it's not a case of wait necessarily waiting for that to happen and then you do all those things it's how can I prevent that from happening and work you know work and give this my all so that it doesn't happen and it's not even an option is that yeah.
1: helpful 100 percent. so is, yeah under uh, it's more more than anything it's just facing it really and just yeah coming up with what what basically we we tend to put failure on this pedestal and thinking yeah it's the end of the world if I get to this point but it's it's not really it's it's just because we tend to make it a bigger thing than it potentially is but yeah it's it's really really helpful to hear it from you Kat thank you
0: you're welcome yeah failure is like an ego thing because it's not it's not that you failed and then oh no I can never be a business I can never be in business again I need to go back to my old job because that's silly because there's always more clients out there and there's always more things you can do to get them Mm. it's like it's what you make that failure mean about yourself and that's where like that's where the bruised ego holds us back from even allowing that to be a risk in the first place if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: (sighs) oh really exciting stuff I'm so looking forward to Keeping in touch with you and seeing how Oh yeah,
1: on. absolutely. Yeah, I will let you know. Um, but yeah, so not really that long to go. So yeah, it should. I'll make sure I, yeah, I put everything in place and write. Make sure I write it all down just so I have it there. And then, yeah, like I said, not long to go until end of November when hopefully I'll be fully qualified and I can start really making a change in my life and my career
0: amazing yeah are you, are you on are you on instagram like how it can I people am on keep instagram. In i'm not with you? i'm not
1: very very active i will be it's again part of my plan <laughs> to get on instagram a lot more um but yeah I, I am on instagram if anyone wants to follow
0: me so um that's
1: anila Sodermark mark
0: um on instagram if anyone is interested yeah I am interested and I'll be checking in on you and seeing how you're getting on thank you so much for sharing with us thanks for having me on here Kat thank you so much so recapping on a few of the exercises that I shared in today's conversation today's coaching call you'll hear me mention this again and this is a tool that I learned from Marie Folio, who is one of my business role models I love Marie's work this very intuitive approach to decision-making. So when Anila shared, she had a few different options and she wasn't sure which one was right. Instead of, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of what's practical, what is the most sensible, I got her to explore those options and to really tap into the emotion behind them. When it comes to goals and dreams and big life decisions, sometimes the practical isn't going to cut it, sometimes the intuition, well I think all, all the time the intuition should be the guiding force and then the practical stuff will fall into place after that, so that's when we dived into the planning and the other exercise about the fear of failure I think is such a powerful one and I do this myself, I've done this with many other clients when you really dig into what failure is and really define it and acknowledge it, I think that takes a lot of power away from it but it also helps you rationalize and determine that if even if you failed failure isn't even the end. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening to put yourself first. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have listened to the podcast and found value and joy and inspiration from it. It really means a lot to hear your feedback and of course if you're feeling extra kind you can share this on to a friend who you know would benefit from what we've discussed today. Have a wonderful weekend if you're listening on Friday and I'll speak to you again on Monday.